And we're back. Welcome to Real Lucha Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren. And I'm Miguel. And we're here on the pod to break down episode 70 of AEW Dark. It's our second episode in the Dark series. Uh, really excited to bring the Dark series to, you know, to our pod. I, yeah, I think it's really I really cool. love Dark. It's kind of been... Uh... A hidden like to me, it's a hidden gem for many reasons. Especially like all the mat, there's like easily at least twelve a dozen matches on each dark episode, um, and all like the talent that you see on dark that you don't get to see on dynamite. It's just like uh, there's a lot of guys here that surprised like they ended up being a lot more entertaining and lo- much better wrestlers than I originally anticipated them being. Right, right. So I think we're itching to get our breakdown uh in order so why don't we get to it sounds good to me welcome to aew dark episode 70 breakdown in our second breakdown ever we have excalibur taz and anthony agogo on commentary first match go man of steel mike verna versus absolute ricky starks stark industries hits clark kent himself with a spear for the win match two rising and fuego del sol versus jurassic express mucha lucha soros combos with jb for an alley powerbomb a snare trap to fuego by jungle wins the match third match marty daniels versus ty conti the brazilian beauty hits marty with a tko ftw the fourth match brings many men a 10-man tag with the captain sean dean zach clayton adam priest and danny limelight and very morales versus the dark order as you can imagine these aew dark all-stars stand no chance against aew's most overstable Speaking of over, the Super Smash Brothers take out Clayton with my personal favorite tag move, the Fatality. Match number five has Louis Valley versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Hobbs squashes Valley with the world's strongest slam, Big Willie style. For the sixth match, we see Leva Bates versus Red Velvet. RV brings out her inner machine gun with a rocket kick to Bates to go over. Seventh match gives us KC Navarro and El Australiano versus Dark Order. Scorpio Sky joins the commentator's table for this one. Australiano puts on a show with a standing corkscrew senton. Sky Twisters, Springboard Moonsaults, and even a Sideways Moonsault. Unfortunately, it isn't enough to stop 3 and 4 as Alex Reynolds lands a Fisherman Driver roll-up for the win. Eighth match, Lee Johnson and Aaron Solo versus the Varsity Blondes. Former librarian Pretty Peter Avalon joins on commentary. Unfortunately, Tommy Lee and Mr. Bailey lose this bout with a dropkick moonsault combo to Solo. After the match, Pretty generously gives Lee an autograph. What a guy. For match number 9... We got Alex Gracia versus Dark Order's number 99, Sarah J. 99 puts the match to rest with her Queen Slayer sleeper hold. Tenth match, Tesha Price versus the NWA Women's Champion, Serena Deeb. This former Straight Edge Society follower has the edge throughout the bout and goes straight home with a detox for the win. For the eleventh match, we got Baron Black and Nick Camarado versus Bear Country. Bear Country! gives Black an assisted splash to end it. For the 12th match and the main event of the evening, we have Chaos Project versus Top Flight. 
lots of youth versus experience in this fight, with the Martin brothers showing their high-energy offense against the vet Luther. TP isolates Serpentico and hits him with a trap running dropkick in the corner for the 1-2-3. Alright, there we have it. Yeah, that was actually quicker than I thought it was going to be. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's go into a little bit of detail. Uh, I think you're itching to talk about uh, some Mike Verna, Man of Steel. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate that he's it essentially looks like he's on a losing streak right now. Uh, because, I mean, you know, he kind of has like a, a kind of a dopey gimmick, the Man of Steel. Uh, Verna, I mean, he does entertain me. Like, he kind of, he kind of does look like Henry Cable a bit. Like, you know, he looks like a, you know upstanding cool upstanding guy you what you kind of what you want to root for him but he just keeps losing week after <laughs> week after week and this week goes against the uh, absolute ricky starks um part of team taz and what i like about this match is that like kind of in the middle of it ricky starks or even like actually closer to the beginning ricky starks just starts playing the air guitar and then he gets slapped for it <laughs> yeah yeah that was we popped pretty hard for that uh, harder than I would think. We we cracked up a little bit. Yeah, no, it was it was actually quite. It was pretty funny because I wasn't expecting that. Not not necessarily the air guitar, but him getting slapped f- for it right after, especially by um, Verna. Right, exactly. Uh, when it comes to uh, the Risen and Fuego match that followed against Jurassic Express, I mean, come on, like we knew Jurassic Express had it, and we can say that about mo- most of Dark, right? Basically, all of Dark, we call what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, in the sense of who, who goes over. Yeah, typically, the it's obvious who the obvious winners are, you know, from the from the get-go. Uh, I am still having a bit of trouble to anticipating who's going to win all the matches. I still have to ask Larry over here, oh, like, who should win this match? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, I, man, I just love that Ali uh, uh, Oop powerbomb that Jurassic Express is kind of using as one of their... Uh, tag team finishers. That's pretty sick. Uh, yeah, moving on to the next match, we got a, a knee bar by um, Ty Conti. Uh, we got I, I, what I called the, a bro kick before, but it's really a pump kick by Tay. It was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really glad to see where she's going. I think she's just moving up and up on the... I don't know, importance meter of AEW, especially the women's division. Uh, She's coming in hot. She's really, I think, one person that is really progressing a ton in a short amount of time. She been on Dynamite yet? She has, right? Yeah, yeah, she has. Okay. Yeah, she has. Um, Yeah, so we have uh, this big tag team match with uh, the captain. Captain? Sean Dean, uh, Zach Clayton, Adam Priest, Danny Limelight, Barry Morales, uh, which is, you know, Dark Order, right? And this was, oh man, this was impressive. The ending with like double Rainmakers from 5 and 10. And then from that transitioning to a fatality, which is one of my favorite finishing maneuvers. I was just... I was just really impressed by uh, what Dark Order can do. I know that Evil Uno and Stu Grayson have been a tag team for a long time, but yeah. 10 and 5, I'm really not sure where they're coming from. 
And I think they showed me a lot. They've been showing me a lot for the past few weeks, and it's very cool to see uh, the talent that they have there. Yeah, especially with negative one in their corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Negative one is... Okay, yeah. It's over, kid. To, we to, love you. To book back the curtain, we're, I think we're going to talk about negative one a lot covering Dark. Yeah, we are. He's a big part of Dark. He's bigger than, way bigger than I thought he would ever be. <laughs> Already. How old is that kid? Is that I a nine-year-old or eight years old? no idea. But we're going to see him a lot. We really are. Um, and, dude... I mean, how 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 many times do we have to put him over? Our boy, El Australiano and oh, uh, Casey so Navarro. So underrated. Should be on Dynamite already, full time. This guy, oh my god! I didn't even I didn't even know who he was, and me neither. Just seeing like this big springboard moonsault um, to uh, Reynolds, a sideways moonsault. That's like some. Uh, ABDC Quest Crew stuff, right? I never thought I would see that in wrestling. So Australiano, when I first saw him, he was definitely a guy who I did not take seriously at first before I started watching him wrestle. And I thought he was going to be a joke. I thought he was going to be, like, lackluster, honestly. Uh, because he just kind of, his mannerisms, the way he walks to the ring. And I, wasn't he, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't he wearing a mini skirt <laughs> Or something like that? Was he? I think so. He was wearing some sort of, like, dress like little tiny like skirt or dress i think it's just like the the way that his gear is formed right okay i'm yeah. not sure it's i would call it that per se maybe yeah, maybe okay. it is all right know. yeah yeah you might be right but yeah but then he started uh you know doing what he does and then i was like wow i was very pleasantly pleasantly surprised i was like yeah i and then immediately started rooting for him i was like yeah i, I want him to win i hope he wins and Ended up, I, I don't believe they won, I, I think. Uh, actually, no, wait. Yeah, no, they didn't win. Um, uh, three. Yeah, because it was against uh, Dark Order 3 and 4, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then 3 did a roll-up. I think he actually ended up doing a driver roll-up to Australiana. Right, right. Um, in the next match, your boy joins commentary. Your guy. Uh, Pretty Peter? Pretty Peter. Oh, yeah, dude, that guy is so over right now, at least for, well, not just with me, but with a lot of people, I would say, I think, right? Because he's starting to appear more on Dynamite. He is. He really is. Um, he always had somewhat of a presence there, right, as a librarian. <laughs> uh, this Pretty Peter gimmick is so <laughs> new to both of us that we're just, like, we're interested. We're like, yeah. where is this going? It's way more interesting than the librarian gimmick. So we're really interested. I actually wasn't around. For the librarian gimmick, so I was like very like taken aback when I told you like when I asked, well I don't think I even asked you what do you do before I was like oh like I think I asked you something like how long has he been in AEW then he's like uh for a little while now because he started he used to be a librarian and then I started crying I was like really like a librarian like what does he what does the librarian have to do there and like a librarian gimmick do it there in AEW so there was a match there but we're only talking about Pretty Peter because that was the real story yeah as. The match ends. <laughs> Pretty Peter goes up to Lee Johnson to give him like a headshot. Yep, and an, an autograph. autograph. Yes, exactly. because so, so like, I guess like that's his way of like feel, saying he's like he feels sorry. And for he him. was putting him over on commentary. Yeah, yeah he I was. think for like his looks. So we're like, what is going on here? <laughs> As we will find out uh, next week, I believe. Yes, we will. Next week we will. And yeah, so we have, man, I 
wasn't sure how good Serena Deeb was as a wrestler. I've seen her a little bit in WWE in like this, you know, post. Because she comes from the Straight Edge Society. That's the first time I saw her. Uh, And I didn't really get a sense of how great of a wrestler she was then. Now she has even more experience. And I only saw very little of her nowadays in WWE. So now that she's in AEW, she's really showing how much of a technician, how how much of a fluid strength of what the women's division could be. I am I am so on board yeah. the Serena Deeb train. Okay. But before we talk about get too deep into her, uh, wasn't there another match before her? Alex Gracia versus Anna Joy or Anna J. Yeah, yeah. Um, so as you know, ninety nine is yes. just gonna is just gonna take this one. Uh, yeah, some of the highlights from that was like a I got it like a heel kick, a flipping neck breaker, um, another kick. Like not, yeah, ninety nine was really <laughs> utilizing her you know those feet uh, in this one. She does. She end up with a rear naked choke. I yeah, think she does. The Queen Slayer Sleeper Hold. Nice. That's what I'm calling it. I think that's it might be called just name. the Queen Slay, the Queen Slayer. Yeah. Because th- that nickname, the that's her nickname, right? I mean, how many nicknames does she has? Sarah J, ninety nine Queen Slayer, right? <laughs> yeah. But the finisher, right? That Sleeper Hold is the Queen Slayer as well. And uh, fun fact about the Queen Slayer name, uh, Mr. Brody Lee an- uh, anointed that nickname to her. Oh, that's pretty sick, actually. So, very, very cool. She yeah. can always have that. Sarah J, like I said, with uh, Ty Conti and Serena Deeb, really looking like some uh, power players that can come into the women's division and really be on top, right? On top of the women's division. Right now, you're seeing them more so um, duke it out in Dynam, in, uh, not Dynamite, and Dark. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I see them being main players in Dynamite eventually. <clears throat> no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Those actually, three in particular. Those three in particular, man. Uh, Sarah J, out of all, out of those three I mentioned, those three women I mentioned, she's the one I think that has the least experience in wrestling. All right. So she's yeah, really, so she's really, uh, moving up. As much as I told you that Ty Conti, I think, is, you know, um, moving up in the depth chart. In the women's division, uh, Sarah J might be as well, but she but she has less experience, so it's probably gonna take her even longer. I I thought of her as the main person, but Ty Conti is really kind of shining in my opinion. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So we have um, Baron Black and Nick Camarado versus Bear Country. And wait, Barrett, uh, Eugene, right? You, ah, uh, yes, Eugene, yeah, okay. Eugene, your boy, the Eugene lookalike. You say he looked like when we first saw Nick Camarado, Miguel said he looked like Eugene. I said he looked like Bruiser Brody. <laughs> and we're like, maybe <laughs> he's like a fusion of both. Um, yeah, and uh, Camarado brought out the Ushigoroshi in this match, and I just love that move. It's like a Death Valley into a neckbreaker. And the first person I think I've ever seen use that is AJ Styles. And uh, from there, for a while, Sean Spears, uh, formerly known as Ty Dillinger, was using that as his finisher. Yes, 10. 
So that was pretty cool. Then we have Chaos Project versus Top Flight. Uh, <laughs> just talking about Chaos Project, it's just yeah. It's, tell tell them where it's so funny because I didn't know what to expect from that tag team. It looks kind of I don't know Serpentico at all. Mm-hmm. Luther, I barely know. I only know that he's an old, old school guy. Used to wrestle Jericho back in the day, and this is his first big time contract in wrestling. That's crazy. At this age, he's getting that. Um, so happy for him. And I think Serpentico's like a younger, somewhat luchador, right? So I'm like, what is this dynamic? And then I saw it, and I'm like, brilliant, right? Only in AEW, this is where you come for tag team. Tag team specialists, you and people who love tag team wrestling, this is where you come to. You come to AEW, and I am so excited to see stuff like this. So what I'm alluding to is basically this team is Luther, the bigger Luther, yeah. basically using Serpentico as like a as a weapon. He's his weapon. He freaking uses him. He he picks him up, slams him on on his opponents. He. He really just <laughs> he really just goes in on his own tag team partner and he's like a little always a little hesitant to get like to do anything Serpentico because he knows it's gonna hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's it. selling it, right? He's yeah, selling it well. Yeah, yeah. And it, it just it just works out so cool. Like I've never I you usually see that with like bigger team bigger teams and it's not a consistency. It's usually like a, a big guy who is forced to tag team with like a little guy that he doesn't like or something and yeah. you'll happen like that. But this is the whole dynamic of their team and I think it's really exciting. Yeah, no, I am excited about that too. It's very entertaining, it's different, it's unique. Uh I do feel sorry for Serpentico that he's used as his weapon as Ragdoll. But hey, it gets the job done. At least it's you know, it's uh it's entertaining. Oh, for and sure. And that's like their shtick, you know, like uh Luther using <laughs> using Serpentico as his like like as his steel chair. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, we top flight. Wow, this is terrible. But I are they the are they the Darius and and Dar Daryl got team? Uh, Darius and Dante Martin. Okay, is it them? Yeah. Oh, okay. The oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they won. They won the match, right? Ended up beating uh, Cassier. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was interesting. I think, I think we're seeing bits and pieces of Top Flight. Our real intro to Top Flight against the Young Bucks showed us how much potential they had, and now we're seeing them being sparkled into different storylines and matches, and just seeing a little bit of what I think will eventually be a great tag team. We're seeing little flashes right now. Yeah, because they're still mad young. Those mad two young, youngest tag team I, I might have ever I have seen in yeah. the longest. I mean, of the times. older brother isn't he like early twenties? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly like they're both very early twenties, I believe. Is it? I thought didn't you say the younger one's like nineteen or twenty? Dante might be nineteen. Okay, that's crazy. I, he might be nineteen. I, they're just ah, oh, like <laughs> uh, me and my buddy, uh, we saw. He he moved to Massachusetts and then he, uh, me and him started texting when we uh, saw them make their debut. Yeah. And we're like, whoa, what is this tag team? We're like, I was I messaging him like, 
does Private Party have something to worry about being like the top young <laughs> tag team in, in the in the show? He's like, <laughs> he said, I just said the same thing to my girl. He texted me, I just text said the same thing to my girlfriend, uh, that like that night, and I was mm-hmm. like, dude, like. It, it was so funny and I think you're going to see a lot of them I, they, maybe them like those two teams in the future can be a good a good rivalry no? yeah no, two I like young that. tag team guys yeah up and comers you know well regardless there's going to be plenty of room for both both teams to shine even if they do feud and then like one team like wins the feud ultimately right. I mean they're both I'm sure they're both going to have feud if they stay with the company for um, several more years, I'm sure they're both gonna have ta- tag team title runs. Yeah, yeah, blah 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 storylines. Can we get to the top spots, please? Oh yeah, I can't wait for the top spots. So I, as we said before, I, I think we did. Now maybe I'm jumping the gun, but on uh, these wrestling shows, right? Storyline, uh, catches can wrestling. That's cute, but I'm here for the spots. I'm here for the big moves. I'm here to see some physicality and some things I've never seen before in the ring. The That's hidden what pops details me. of these That's shows. That's what pops me. What? The hidden details and gems of the show. Right? Right? Okay. This is a this is a spot monkey podcast. If you don't like it, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry. I'm personally yeah. sorry. So, I want to put my top spot. Do you have a top spot in mind right now, Miguel? Yes. Give yeah, it, so give it to him. Okay, I'll share with all of you my top spot for the night. Uh, might it might uh, a lot of you might not agree with this one, but it's when uh, awesome Ricky Stark does the plays the air guitar gets slapped by Man of Steel. <laughs> That's <laughs> your top spot. Yes, me personally. You know what? Because now not it's not always the best move, but for me, the what the most entertaining moment of the night is. Okay, so. I remember when we saw this in person, Miguel, or well, we were like writing down our notes and stuff, watch, yeah. watching, uh, reviewing the, the episode. Miguel basically told me, I think that's the top spot on my neck. I was like, what, what, this? And I was like, you know what? I respect it. <laughs> that was cool, right? Like I said, a lot of respect, a lot of respect right there. Shout outs to the party. And, but I need to put over my top spot. Like I said, I mentioned it earlier. Yeah. El Australiano. Oh, yeah. Can't argue with that. From Mexico City, Mexico. Doing the sideways moonsault? That was crazy. That was sick. What? I, uh, I agree with you on that. That was insane. I have absolutely no problem with that being your top spot. Shoutouts to Steve Tarada. Who's that? He's um, a member of Quest Crew. He okay. did uh, the oh, the dance crew. Oh. No, no, he was a dance crew. <laughs> oh, wow. But he's I'm the new. only other person I think I've seen. He's the person that comes to mind when I think of someone doing a backflip but moving sideways doing it. Oh, that's sick. Or maybe he was a dancer. You never know. Surely I know. He he did do his dance moves, huh? Yeah, he did. You're <laughs> right. So uh, those are our top spots of the night. We like to do. We want to. In, in the wrestling shows, right, when we're bre- not breaking down BTE or any other uh, AEW thing when it's, like, promos and whatnot, um, for the actual wrestling shows that we break down, we also like to um, go into, like, our top lines of the night and our top taunts of yeah. the night, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, do you have a top taunt? I think it was in the same match. 
if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Ricky Starks again. <laughs> yeah, shout out to you, Ricky. You're 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 doing you're killing it this episode. Uh, when he does his taunt, where he goes to the side, I don't even know what to call the taunt. Okay, he, so he yeah turns to the his side of his turns his head. He like poses he to po- one side, poses, puts his head on his hand on his head, looking one way. The other way, he has his arm fully extended, like <laughs> like oh my god, what what just happened? It it's um you know what I thought it was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I mean wrestling's ridiculous. Yeah, but I thought. I, well, that's I, what I, makes it wrestling. I, was, it fun. I wasn't the biggest fan when I first saw it. Now, I kind of love it. Is that weird? Uh, not weird at all. Uh, you know, you ended up uh, liking it. It grew on you like wine. Like a fine Absolute wine. Absolute Ricky Stocks. The reason I like it is because for me, that's a very self-centered taunt. Because <laughs> for me, it's like, for you, it's like, oh, oh my God, what just happened? For me, it's like he's trying to say, oh my God, look at me. Look how great I look. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. Let me find my top taunt of the night. If you be so kind as to give me one second, of course, give you several seconds. Yeah. While you find that, I just want to give a shout out to <clears throat> Australiano for. I yeah, I'm I'm, I'm um, advocate not advocating. What's the word? I'm trying to promote Australiano right here, right now, for him to be a full time member on. Wednesday night dynamite. AW, please, Mr. Khan, Bucks, Kenny, Cody, whoever's in charge of talent, please give him a shot in dynamite. He's, I promise you, I, I promise you that he's not gonna let us down. I mean, y'all already came with up a dream match for us in our, in our short time with El Australiano, and that match would be El Australiano versus Jack Evans. Yes, if Jack Evans, you know, unleashes. His full potential. See that this is these are the scoops that you get here on Real Lucha Podcast presenting AEW Dark Breakdown, right? We go into these matches that I feel like no one else would be talking about, right? Anyone yeah, else that would be coming yeah. AEW, they're like, oh, you know, we'll be covering the top <clears throat> guys, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. FTR. Yeah. yeah. Top guys out. Yeah. But we like to try to give some love to the guys that aren't giving. Uh, so much love uh, on TV. Yeah, cause just cause you're not on the main card, like there's still some of the most talented ones out there. The ones on Dark that mostly kind of uh, just like live on Dark, right? AEW Dark. There's still some of the best talents in um in wrestling. Yeah. At the same time, while we also want to show so much love to all our guys, right? The EVPs, yeah, Chris Jericho, and you know his guys, all of the top guys, right? We love them too, but we also we also want to give love to the <laughs> I mean, the little guy, right? Exactly. And, like, and what helps the show, too, I feel, what gives them more credit is that some top guys, you know, make appearances in Dark and even wrestle some matches in Dark. Yeah. Like, for example, great examples is, uh, for me at least, I mean, they, maybe these guys aren't top guys in Dynamite, but it's still pretty well known. Uh, the Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny, um, they, they, they've been wrestling, you know, a few weeks on, well, more than a few weeks on AEW Dark. Obviously, winning their matches. Uh, private parties made appearances there. Uh, Sammy Guevara, he's made several appearances. He's a big one in my book. Right, right. So uh, I'll keep it quick. My top taunt of the night was Jurassic Express, Marco Stunt, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus basically giving us the click taunt, which is not a too sweet. Not a too sweet. That's a that's a 
classic on its own, obviously. But it's the Shawn Michaels pose by Marco, the Triple H flex by Jungle Boy, and then the towering Kevin Nash raising his arm by Luchasaurus. Right? Love it. Yeah, right? That's crazy. Classic click. Am I am I right? Am I wrong? You're not wrong. Right. Um, I think we're going to pass on the, the line of the light for tonight because, to be yeah. honest, in my notes, I'm having a hard time uh, where, where, like, anything where, where I wrote it down, unfortunately. Okay. Um, but, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll bring – I'm a lot more organized on that sense uh, in – in the future, I, I already we already have uh, some of our notes down for our breakdowns, and I'm gonna okay. I'm definitely gonna get better right, uh, better good. at that. So I had one more thing to say. I don't think I'm done putting over El Australiano. Okay, we I'm all, all for it. We also get a corkscrew senton from the guy. We get guy loves his corkscrews. We get uh, he's basically rocking Shakira gear, right? <laughs> We see a Sky Twister by El Australiano to the Dark Order, all of them. Uh, we, Like I said, we saw the big springboard, sideways moonsault, and it's just... I mean, even though that sideways moonsault whiffed, I just can't stop bringing it up. Anyways, I am done giving El Australiano love for this F. Alright, cool. We love you. Yeah. Anyways, Touché. that about does it. Uh, we promise we're going to be more organized. It's going to take some time. But uh, I think this episode is going uh, pretty well for our second time out. Yeah, I mean, as well as it's going to get. Uh, what, matter, what's, what matters most is that we're talking about AEW Dark. We're showing it the love that it deserves and that it. I think it earns. Exactly. I dare anyone to go into this much insight <laughs> into Dark. <laughs> Anyways, that does it for us. We're your hosts. I'm Lawrence. And I'm Miguel. Peace out. Let's get that too sweet. Too sweet. Lucha! Lucha!